0: Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs Outsiders Podcast. Y'all know what time it is.
1: What is up, folks? Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host as always, Mike Biddings. On Twitter at Bibbs Corner, joined as always by my co-host, Maurice Williams, my at minder Reese, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Busy man. Reese, how you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good, man. You know, closing out a good week. Got a lot going on this weekend. Just got a nice haircut. It's all-star weekend. I, I'm I'm feeling
1: the vibes. The vibes are good okay all right um <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear it i'm actually uh personally starting to feel a little bit under weather i don't know what just what hit me um not that shit not at all it's my sinuses i think the weather just halfway trying to change is throwing me off um but i'm gonna fight it off i'm gonna fight it off um where are we at so it was a short week we had just two games and then we had the all-star game um you know we're going to get straight into it unless you have something else you wanted to hit before we do. Ah, no, nah, no, nah, let's get straight into it. All right. So first of all, <laughs> uh, I, I do want to dr- do something before we get into it. Actually, uh, Goran Dragic got bought out by the Spurs immediately. Timeline went crazy about getting them on the team. Team has said they're not in a hurry to get them. Lucas said it would be cool, but whatever. And personally, you know, getting Ben witty for, kind of killed that as far as I was concerned. What were your thoughts? Uh Same for me. I think I said it when we recorded the emergency part. Um,
0: it really makes no sense. And, and people, I put it out there. I'm like, why are y'all so obsessed with still getting Goran Dragic? Really makes no sense for the team to go get Goran Dragic now. Like, do y'all really want this big-ass rotation of Luka, Goran Dragic, Jalen Brunson? Trey Burke may still be in the rotation uh, these other shooting guards and point guards, and I'm he like, didn't even Bro. say Dinwiddie. I didn't even say Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, like it's it's too much. Yeah, we, we have we're problems. very weak at wing depth. I'm not saying there's gonna be somebody out there on um the buyout market like a wing, but if there is, I prefer a wing or a big over a goddamn point guard going Dragic Like if you're, f- and let's be honest, if we get Goran Dragic our four five best players luca Jalen, in no order but obviously luca and Jalen brunson number one and number two uh dorian finney smith Goran drogic reggie bullock like right now i'm based off of how they plan right now okay and to be honest i can't really think of because the damn sure ain't gonna be spencer than witty I mean, I'm not gonna say damn sure it won't be. I don't know how he'll play, but as of At right least now is depressing, by the way. It, yeah. I'm, it's reality. Reality's depressing. <laughs> Life's a bitch and then you die. Ain't that what they said on Nas, you know?
1: That was I, I was I about to say R I P for A Z for no reason. You <laughs> <What the, laughs> oh, about, about to put Nas in the grave. <laughs> no, nah, I was about to put A Z in the grave. Oh my actually, god, you're about dropped to the put
0: Oh my God! He, he just dropped kill, the album last year. He's about to kill it. I, I know he did. I saw that. Uh, I didn't listen to it. Though. I
1: did listen to it. it. It was. It was. It was fine. Okay. But it I heard a song
0: went. from it. That was it. I heard a song yeah, from it. But um, yeah. Like Goran Dragic is gonna be one of our five best players, and he can't even play in the closing lineup.
1: Yeah, that's. Like I said, I'm I I would love it. It would be a great story, but I feel like that's a, a on the way out type of deal for Goran. I feel like he, exactly. he's mostly obsessed with trying to win a ring and secondarily obsessed with making sure he's a part of that, like a actual rotation player. He's not trying to be the fourth guard. Um, yeah, that's
0: I, I think I can't remember who said it, but someone said he goes to a contender, you know, uh he he's another piece or something. He comes here, he's gonna play a major role. You don't want a thirty, what, 37 year old Goran Drogic playing a major role on a team that's not even gonna win a championship? Come on. Y'all.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense for him to come here if he if he's actually pursuing a championship. Like and I let's said, be it's... honest,
0: y'all only want him here so he can be with Luca, so y'all can say, Oh my goodness, Drogic and Luca, cut the bullshit. We talking basketball right now. Yes, he can be a mentor to Luca. It doesn't have to be this year.
1: Cut yeah. the shit. Off season is fine. Yes. But again I, I want him to have like a a meaningful experience wherever he's going. I don't want it to just be a symbolic thing, so uh whatever he does uh wish him luck and we'll we'll see what he does um I think Philly alluded to getting a big soon, so I think that's probably where Robin Lopez is going, so we're it's kind of slim out there as far as trying to fill uh those holes on our roster, but we'll see what 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 they do here. Yeah, I'm Maybe. curious
0: to see what bigs besides Robin Lopez even hit the buyout market because I'm not hearing much, uh, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty quiet. Um, you know, I, I did the the scouring of the G League, but a G League guy is going to be our third, like, emergency big if we go that route. So, whatever. Um with that said let's get into these games Uh, i think we've (laughs) taken enough time talking about other stuff so the first two games again like i said the first game was miami uh tyler hero did not play uh reggie bullock and burke also did not play josh green got the start played 20 minutes um early in the game he was locking down jimmy butler like clamping him up making him shoot bricks and he scored five of our first 12 points. He hit a three, he had a score inside. And then he got pulled out after like five minutes. Um, In that game, the first half was kind of ugly for us. They were killing us on the inside in particular. And Luca was forcing his offense. Uh, it's something that I noticed. Uh, it was how the Miami Heat were playing him. But it, again, it felt like he was doing way too much, trying to force things to happen that were not there. Uh, and I was worried that it was one of those games that was going to get out of hand. Uh, defense turned it up in the second half. Maxi started the second half over Josh Green to give us more size. And then Maxi also went crazy himself. Uh, finished the game with 19.6 boards, five blocks, and a steal. He also was locking down Jimmy Butler in the clutch. He also hit the dagger three and he did the call me on the road, just cold-blooded with it. Um, He should have had seven blocks. (laughs) He he, he probably should have. One of them they took away... I don't know why they took it away. It was late in the second quarter. I, I guess they're saying Jimmy Butler just lost the ball, so it wasn't a block. And then there was another one they called a foul that was very clearly a clean block. Um. Luca was ho hum, 21-10, 6, 5 for 19 from the field. Jalen, 19-4 and 6, 6 for 14 from the field. Uh they had a play where he looked off Derek Bertons at the end of the second quarter and threw it at Denwitty in the corner. Yeah, that
0: that can't happen. But I will I will attest that to, you know still getting used to no name no excuse for that <laughs> no excuse. I, I, i'm trying to give i'm trying to give him a pass for it i'm trying to give him a pass for it maybe he was trying to get them withy the involved since he really didn't really give him much on offense at that point he only had four points he did have five assists which contributed to you know some playmaking off the bench um i tweeted out like a few minutes before the game uh what's the chances that we see uh a Dinwiddie at point guard, Jalen Brunson at shooting guard, Luke at small forward lineup tonight.
1: And we got it within like the first three to
0: five minutes of the damn game. I was like, wow, that's quick.
1: Yeah, I and that was when Josh came out. Um, they, yeah. took, they put Dinwiddie in, and I was kind of annoyed because it's like we've been struggling with having additional ball handlers off the bench, so now we just put all our ball handlers in the court at once. Kind of defeats the purpose. I will
0: say I was curious to see how it worked. Because we've never seen that many guys who are able to handle the ball playmate, create shots and create shots for others. We're going to put some Luca. air quotes
1: around that playmate for Jalen Brunson. Yeah.
0: yeah, Air quotes <laughs> around playmate for Jalen Brunson. Um, and create for others around Jalen Brunson. Yeah. But um, we haven't been able to seen, see that around Luka as much. Yeah. But I think you know, obviously Spencer Dinwiddie didn't give much in terms of offense, but I think that's because he was on the court with those guys so much. Right. I think you're going to get the best out of Spencer Dinwiddie, especially in the second unit when he's not on, excuse me, when he's not on the court with guys, with the guys like Jalen Brunson and Luca, who are going to take the ball out of his hand so much. If he's on the court with both of them, he's rarely going to see the ball. He's going to be relegated to basically off ball. Now, if he's on the court with just a Jalen Brunson, We've seen Jalen Brunson be off-ball when Luka has the ball in his hands. You can primarily put the ball in Spencer's hands and let him work and play make on the court, especially since he's a better playmaker than Jalen Brunson is. So, uh, obviously, this is a thing, kind of like the beginning of the season when we said, let's see Jason Kidd get used to these players, see where he likes them, the lineups he's liked, he likes with these guys. They're new. We saw what happened when we said that in the beginning of the season, and it kind of worked out. So let's give him a few uh, a t- some time. You don't have an entire season to work with this time, so it can't take too long. You know, you're going into the all-star break. Maybe when we come back from the all-star break, we see some new lineups. We see him experimenting with some things. But you got to find a better way to um, get Spencer involved in the offense somehow. Um, because this game wasn't. I mean, we won anyway, but th- he didn't really give us much. On and, the
1: offensive end. and I think, you know, I put in my notes that it's it's hard to integrate a point guard. Yeah. Um, just because of the nature of the position is to get the ball to other players, run the offense like he doesn't know the other players or the offense yet. Like you got to give him time to learn yeah. who these guys are, where he's supposed to be, where other guys are supposed to be. And then, like you said, if he's on the court with Luca and Brunson, he's not going to feel like he's supposed to have the ball right. yet. Uh, so he's trying to make sure he's not coming in being a ball hog. And, you know, there were a couple times where Luca and Jalen are trying to make sure that he doesn't think that they're trying to keep him out of the offense. So there's going to be some of that awkwardness early on, too. Um, so I just expect that. With that said, I think he had, uh, he had four points, uh, two boards, five assists, and a steal. Um, no turnovers. He was 0 for 2 from 3 and 0 for 4 from the free throw line. And I brought up the free throws. I mentioned in the second game as well. His ability to drive and draw contact is something that I, I noticed and I like so far.
0: I, I will agree. Uh, that's why I like this. That's why I said I would like to see him with the ball more and his hands on offense.
1: Um, what was I gonna say? The the other part. And I'll save this for the second game. The other thing I did want to mention: DFS uh, fourteen and five, four for seven from three. Uh, Bertans played 13 minutes, had 12 points, 3 boards, 3 for 7 from 3. Uh, he had a big block that was incorrectly called a goaltend on a fast break. Um, he was hooping,
0: honestly. Yeah, um, he he Big Head was spazzing, boy. Oh, like, God. <laughs> Bur- hey, man. Shout out to Davis Bertans. It was one game. You know, give you some more time. But it, it felt like he played longer than he did because of right. the impact he had on the game. Yeah. And it helps that we have someone with a quick trigger out there like Davis Bertans because we don't have Tim. Tim was that guy. Only yep. thing was Tim's shots sometimes don't go down and Tim takes those shots when you don't want them to. Uh-huh. Davis ain't going to have a ball in his hands ever unless the ball is being passed to him. To so, shoot. Exactly. To shoot. So naturally, his shots are most likely going to be more efficient than Tim Hardaway Jr.'s which is you know ideal
1: yeah i'm and curious th- oh, if tim ahead.
0: comes back this season what it's going to look like excuse me with a guy like tim davis and even reggie bullock guys who aren't afraid to pull the trigger
1: it, it could get very interesting because uh that's a situation where i would hope kid plays whoever's hot like yeah. give them all like first half you know have their minutes lined up and then second half, all right, you're hitting. You're going to get the most of these minutes going forward uh, for the rest of the game. So uh, I think another thing that people kind of sleep on with Berton's is he's 6'10". Like, he's not he's tiny. And I think he's more athletic than people realize also.
0: Yeah, he got that dunk on that uh on that fast break. I was like, okay, this this dude is filled himself. <laughs> he's trying to show uh, Washington. I wasn't hooping because I didn't want to be there type shit. Who knows? Like I said, yeah. we still need to see more. But
1: no, definitely uh, It was an interesting first game Glad to see both guys contribute Right away uh, I wasn't ready to hear the doom and gloom uh, Oh, we traded KP These guys suck on the timeline After one game So I was glad that they both did a little something To to show why they're here um, Right out of the gate um, But yeah, winning that game in Miami Nobody really expected that I think we both didn't call it Or did you call it?
0: Uh, no, I said one and one. I yeah, did we, not call that game yet.
1: Yeah, we did say both say one and one. Um, but yeah, glad to get the win. And again, Luka had a quiet game for the first time in a long time, just 21 points, shot pretty poorly. But we got the W uh, against the, at the time, number one team in the East. Then we went to play the Pelicans. And early in the game, Luka was playing around. He looked like he was already in the All Star game.
0: I will say uh most of this game I did not catch because I was at practice rehearsals for the wedding I'm gonna be in tomorrow uh, I was like practice <laughs> the- <laughs> I, was like, I-, I was in rehearsals I-, I was trying to I was trying to sneak some peeks in you know uh when I should have been rehearsing but on the way home I got to listen to the game um How, it sounds- Mike, was that second half or yeah second okay. half. uh sounds like I didn't miss much uh seemed like a convincing win. Uh, no, not at all. Tell the story. Uh,
1: so yeah, Luca was playing around early on. Uh, he got hot, even th- though he was playing around. Uh, he had twenty five at the half. Uh, he was pretty much doing whatever he wanted against them. Uh, I don't know why they keep trying to let Herb Jones guard him straight up, because he was cooking that poor child. Um, he had forty five points after three quarters. So that uh, again, twenty points in the third. Oh my god! So. He was on his way to 60. Yeah. Um, Of course, he played the whole first and the whole third. And we had a 24-point lead at one point. And then we, again, started playing around. And the Pelicans cut it to seven with about four minutes left. Uh, Luca came back in around six minutes so they put him back in after like during the lead getting cut CJ McCollum went stupid because they took Josh Green off him Josh Green had him in Alcatraz um, most of the time like trying to force stuff but once Josh Green came off him he started getting hot and the camp- comeback was on See, uh, I
0: took it as one of those you know oh well the game's already over we don't really care about them cutting the lead this is just garbage time points and minutes thing but that wasn't the case
1: no so they were it, they i think the it started early in the, like thir- like late third early fourth was when the comeback kind of started it was kind of one of those things where you could see it slowly creeping down but kid didn't take the threat seriously enough for long for too early enough like luca probably should have come in a couple minutes earlier but i think kid was trying to see if the others could hold it down and they couldn't so then Luca came in around 6 something and they continued to cut into the lead. Again, they got it down to 7 with like 4 minutes left, which is plenty of time for them to get the dub. Um then we started doing the prevent offense, right? Dribble the ball, clock out, and then Luca does something with 5 seconds left. Um Luca was hunting, hunting 50 at that point. Okay. Uh it was very obvious he was hunting 50. People were mad that I that people were pointing out that it was clear that Luca was hunting fifty. You would want to do it too, bitch. Can we get the W? Yeah, facts.
0: (laughs) Let's do both. How about right?
1: Like if you if you were running the offense, you probably get the ball back in a natural place to get your shots off. But if you're just gonna go in there and force the bitch, like you're playing right into their hands. Um, It was annoying, personally, trying to watching that go down. Um, they cut it to four with 37 seconds left. Luca finished with 49, 15, and eight on 27 of 35. Is that right? That don't sound right. <laughs> 17, 17 of 35. I'm about to say 27 <laughs> of <or>
0: 35. <laughs> How yeah. that motherfucker only had 49
1: you points? Had 80 points. Uh, <laughs> 17 to 35 7 of 14 from three um but he went to the line like they fouled on like the game was over at that point like they missed a shot to try to cut into it again Luca made sure he got that motherfucking rebound so he could go to the line and get to 50 and then he break both free throws because the basketball gods don't like ugly he wanted that 50 so bad and again, like the whole defensive possession, every time something loud, he looked like they were going to shoot, he was in there in the in the paint waiting for that rebound. And then like when the rebound came down, it halfway went toward another player and he grabbed it like, like he was hopping on the grenade and he did like he was offended <laughs> that somebody else reached for it. It's like Steve Rogers. <laughs> Basically. He's like, no, I got it. All right, got the rebound. Now they're gonna foul me. I'm gonna go to this line. Go ahead and knock this old 50 out. I think they started doing MVP chance and stuff. Uh, but he bricked both of them things. Uh again, game was in hand, so it was whatever. He didn't get the 50. Brunson. (laughs) Brunson quietly had 23 and six on eight for 13 from the field, three of four from three. More on that in a second. Uh Maxie, another big game, 20 points, four boards. Dinwiddie had eight points and five boards, three or five in the field, hit a three, look nice coming out. Uh, Bertown's cooled off. He was one for seven, all threes in this game. Um, the last thing I wanted to say before I turn it over to you, I know you said you listened to some of it. Brunson, one of the things that needed to happen to make this Luca Brunson tandem work is Brunson taking those wide open threes that he's constantly set up for and he did that tonight and it looked good. Like he was not only taking them, but making them he, again, three for four from three tonight. That's a huge development for this, this tandem. Um, I was mad because he kept pump faking those and either doing a pull up mid range or uh making another pass when he's like wide open, just not being comfortable with the shot. Like, dude, you're playing with Luca. That's a shot you have to take. So I'm glad he started taking it. And again, he's he was splashing him tonight. So I definitely need to see more of that.
0: Uh, definitely definitely would like to see him more aggressive. Uh, you don't really want to see him in that Seth Curry mold. Yeah. Uh, the main thing we used to say about Seth Curry is, man, if he had the mentality of a, a Tim Hardaway Jr., he might be our second best player. Like, you're yeah. one of the best shooters in the entire league, and you're hesitating on three-point shots, pump faking, just because a guy's closing out. Take the shot. That's what we pay you for, Jalen right. Brunson. If he wants to get paid, you have to be aggressive on offense. Jalen yeah. Brunson is one of the most underrated players in the league when it comes to that mid-range area.
1: The problem is when you're trying to get to that mid-range when you shouldn't be, and that's and again, I love that he he's good in that mid-range. It's a lost art. It is the difference between being a okay role player and being a good player, um, because you can score on three levels: inside, middle and outside but you have to you gotta have that outside that's true. That's, that's important and I yeah. think part of it is his lack of confidence in his three point shot where Seth was I don't know if he's protecting his percentages or what but Brunson I think doesn't have the confidence in his three point shot but he's gonna have to develop that if he's getting these 20 M's
0: yeah if you want these players these defenders to respect your uh, three point shot you have to start taking them
1: yep or they're what? gonna sit back and wait
0: exactly and when you start taking them and you start making them, that opens up the game on the inside and in the mid-range, especially in the mid-range where you excel best. And he's he's quick off the feet. He's quick off the dribble. He's got a mm-hmm. quick first step. He can get there. You just got to get guys to respect your shot. Exactly. I shout out to one of my followers on Twitter who, said, uh, who tweeted me at the game and said, man, if we had another quarter, we'd have beat y'all. I said if it was a fifth, we'd all be
1: drunk. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um you, you hit it on the on the hit the nail on the head. Like as his role increases, as his profile increases, more teams are gonna start looking at the scouting report. And the less he's taking those threes, the more they're gonna tell their defenders to stop short when you're closing out on him because he wants to get to the inside. You start hitting those threes, now you open up everything. Now you're Steph Curry. I'm not gonna say he's Steph Curry. But that's how Steph Curry is so effective because everybody expects him to shoot the three, and so they close out super hard. Now you're out of the play. Now he can get inside, he can get to his floater, he can get to the rim, or he can dime to, to other people. So when you become that triple threat like that, that's that's when you start to we start to hear about Jalen Brunson potentially making an All Star team, like I saw people saying. When you when you have people scared of you everywhere on the court, when you already mastered the inside. Now it's time to start working on mastering that outside,
0: man. Look, hopefully he gains that confidence. <clears throat> hopefully, maybe that's maybe that's a coaching thing. Maybe coach need to tell him, "Hey, motherfucker, stop playing, take the shot." Like <laughs> maybe we need that Milwaukee Bucks Jason Kidd. Like, look, goddamn it, <laughs> start taking the shots. So I'm gonna have your ass in the gym on Easter you hear what I'm saying? That's the next holiday, okay? So Saint Patrick's Saint Patrick. Saint St. St. He ain't Irish. So So uh hopefully that's the case. Expect and not even just for this team's benefit, for your benefit. You wanna mm-hmm. get paid, you gotta do that shit. That's yep. the difference between
1: sixteen million dollars and twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think he can do it. I I believe in him to, to, to develop that. Now, is there something else I would like him to, to like for him to develop? Yes. But right now, but right now, like some vision, Spencer Dinwiddie is filling that void.
0: That's true.
1: Now, in this game, I know you said you didn't get to watch. In this game, oh man, I was loving Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I didn't realize, like, I've been calling for it, right? Another playmaker off the bench for a long time. It's a very obvious need. Everybody's aware that that was something we needed. But I didn't realize how big a difference it made in my enjoyment of watching Dallas Mavericks basketball to have the ball in someone's hands not named Luka Doncic who can get past his man easily and then makes the right decision once he does get inside it's like we've never seen it so we weren't even aware that it might exist it it was really wild. Like when he had the ball in his hands, I expected the right decision to be made. And it was almost every single time. I think he had five assists again, but he could have had 10 guys were just missing some of those shots. And again, his ability to get inside, to draw contact, to get into a man's body, whether or not the foul is actually called is another story, but he was again, getting getting even with his man, drawing contact, playing off of the contact um, and not flopping like some people do when they get in that position. But trying to get the bucket and hopefully get the foul if the refs decide to be nice. Uh, but again, when he got inside, I would see, all right, such and such is open on the wing, boom, pass hit the wing. All right, such and such is cutting, boom, hit the cutter. Like he he's hitting those plays that I get annoyed that, about Jalen not hitting. So that that was fun to see. And I want to say he played too much with Luka. I want to see more of him and Jalen. More of well, Dinwiddie and yeah, Brons. like
0: I mentioned in the like yeah, in the like UVA.
1: that's why I like that you <laughs> mentioned that earlier because that's that's a tandem that I want to see a good bit of because again, if we're gonna get to the second round, it's gonna have to be us. the The difference has to be us being able to perform with Luca resting. I think somebody pointed it out in the the Clippers series. We were like plus four, I think, with Luca on the court and minus thirty three with him off the court in that series not a, that that's not gonna get it done but this dim brunson tandem has potential you throw in uh bullock dfs and, and maxi or something like that i'm i'm feeling good well we only two
0: games in still some more time uh i'd like to see more uh especially during the second half of the season we got an all-star break guys got time to get rested up hopefully reggie bullock will be back when we come back i expect he will be uh Unless you yeah, I think, he,
1: I think he probably was just, like, sore, and they were like, you know what, all-star break's coming up. Let's get you this extra week of rest. Yeah, yeah. but Probably um, the same with Frank. I'm excited for the second half of the season, man. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. we the, Going into the break off a few wins, going into the break off of Luka putting up Elgin Baylor numbers, um, it's a good feeling. If we had lost either one of these games, it might not have felt as good. Maybe not the Heat game. If we lost to the Pelicans for sure, I would have been pissed. But um coming in off this hot streak, coming in off of Luca doing astronomical things, it it it's a good feeling getting ready for that second half. Not even second half, uh final third push. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean,
0: especially coming off a win like a team against the Miami Heat. You know, yeah. That's a booster. So I'm
1: ready. All right. Um do we want to talk about the, the all-star stuff in the middle or how do you want to do that do you want to talk about it at all
0: when you say the all-star stuff you mean what happened
1: already because we're recording this saturday 7 30 so oh you know be... i don't
0: give a shit about what happened friday i ain't not watch it
1: i'm gonna talk about it a little bit after you okay. i think you said you had some stuff you wanted to say let's take a quick break let's take a quick break and we'll be back after these messages
0: Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking Luka Doncic getting Navitsa Zubak on a switch, on a pick and roll, too good to pass up. Barbecue chicken cooked. You won't be cooked because new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit.
1: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Avoid where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit, gambling problem call one 800 gambler in tennessee call or text the tn redline 800 889 9789 in connecticut call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat in new york call 877 8 hope ny or text hope ny 467 369. All right folks, we are back. It is the middle portion of the show, which is usually where we hit on a topic that's on our hearts, on our minds. And today we're going to hear from the mind of Reese. Let's see what I did there? Reese, what you got?
0: All right. So, I'm trying to figure out a way to approach this uh without coming off too aggressive or like I'm upset, but There's a clear need on this team, obviously, for a certain type of player, for certain types of players, wings, bigs. And when we say there's a need, we don't necessarily mean depth in terms of in terms of, hey, we need a third guy on the bench at center. Hey, we need a third guy on the bench at wing. When we say there's a need, there's a need for quality, someone who can step in right away and get the job done potentially start or play 10 to 15 minutes a game and help this team that's not happening with two-way players out of the g-league okay now no offense to anyone in the g-league the g-league is fantastic there is talent in the g-league i don't want that to come i don't want what i'm about to say to come off as me saying there's no talent in the G League Because that's not true There are players in the league right now that came out of the G League Players in the All-Star game who have come out of the G League And I'm not sure Are there any All- No, I don't think there's any All-NBA players to come out of the G League
1: Did Pascal not make the All-NBA? I don't think he did
0: Maybe well, I mean, last year to double check. Maybe last year He might have made it last year
1: It wouldn't have been last year It would have been a year before <laughs> Yeah, the
0: year before, I mean. That's what I mean.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I know they're kind of running together with that whole <laughs> bubble situation. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think. And Fred Van Vleet has a good chance of making it this year. Nah. You sleep. If they keep climbing, it's definitely a possibility. Nah. All right. As a guard?
0: Yeah. Well, hold on. Luca, Steph Curry. He better make the
1: playoff game.
0: Right. Steph Curry <laughs> fell
1: off. You might as well not even. Listen he's right
0: making now. all NBA. Stop,
1: fell playing. off,
0: <laughs> fell off.
1: Yeah, back Siak- to what I was see. didn't make it 1920. Okay, I'll say, say he did.
0: He did, undrafted player made the all NBA team. So, yes, if we get a guy who has some talent out of the G League and he's on a two way contract, he's there most likely for the future, and that's okay. But y'all are out here on Twitter scouting these g-league players to help us right now when realistically that's not the case that's not where we should be looking y'all thirst over these g-league players a lot as if they're gonna help right now when it always turns out bad then you get upset when they're not on the team a few months later it's like every year y'all fall in love with a new guy carly jones uh last year was um who the hell was it last year uh fuck the name's name on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. Yeah, uh, I just... Nate, Nate Hinton? Nate Hinton. Nate Hinton. It was Nate Hinton last year. Even Tyler Bay last year. This year, Carly Jones. You all love Theo Pinson. I love Theo Pinson, too. I love Theo Pinson, what he does on the bench. He brings hype to the bench. He brings energy to the bench. Kind of like I used to do in high school. You understand what I'm saying? So, all I'm asking is that y'all start saying this from a realistic point of view. I'm just saying the approach and expectations are wrong. You aren't wrong for scouting G League players for this team because in the future, they absolutely could help. But right now, a G League guy is not what we need. A two-way guy is not what we need. We need NBA talent who can help us right now. We need free agents. We need buyout market guys who can help us right now. If that's not out there, then oh well. But these G League guys aren't going to do that for us. I just really needed to get that off my chest.
1: All right. I too have chest. So, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did... Uh, so here's what I did. When I saw that Tristan Thompson was going to Chicago, when I saw that Robin Lopez is likely going to Philly, I still felt like we we have a we still have an issue of Dwight Powell being our only big and when I did what I did I went to the G League I went to look for not just random ass motherfuckers in the G League that have rebounds numbers I went to look for guys that are actually veterans that have actually played NBA games that are are solid type of players to potentially put on that other two-way so we don't have to waive anybody because they seem to not want to wave anybody anymore for emergency-type situations. Now, with that said, I think... I'm going to get into the bakery here and tell you all how the cookies are made. When I did that, some people ran with it as a future... not a future but like as a person that is going to be a rotation type player for us and i knew that they would and that's just how the game is played right uh you put some stuff out there without the full context of your thought process and you let people interpret it how they will and you know it is what it is now with that said a cheek diallo for example i realized after the fact he actually can't even be put on a two-way because he's been in the league for five years but a guy like cheek Diallo can give you valuable minutes on an NBA roster right now. If in an emergency type of situation, he can give you 10 to 15 minutes in a game. Um, a guy like Freddie Gillespie can give you a spot five to 10 minutes and has done so this year for the early no magic. There's a reason he was on two 10 day contracts with them. Um, and a guy like Reggie Perry also has been on multiple teams this year the Blazers, the Pacers. Actually, Reggie Perry, Reggie Perry, and Dewan Hernandez. <laughs> I don't know how Dewan Hernandez has not gotten chances actually watching him. He looks like he has potential to be the next Christian Wood. Like when you watch his clips, he almost plays like a guard, but he's also one of the leading rebounders and shot blockers in the G League. I saw him hitting threes i saw him running the fast break crossing dudes over and finishing in traffic and at, at, at the rim like comfortably handling the ball um i think he's kind of a tweener four or five but again he kind of fits that mold of what we're trying to do with the five so i'm trying to get into that that avenue of the thought thinking like nico and and jason Kidd. so another thing is i don't like wasting a spot So it makes sense to fill that spot, not just with a random-ass player, but a player that could potentially stick long-term. Like you said, it should be about getting a player for the future. Um, I don't think that we're actually going to really have an option to get the big that I'm going to want for the rest of the year. I personally am just hoping that Marquise Chris can come back healthy and get back to how he was playing before we locked him down. Um, if I can get that, then I'll survive our midget lineups with no bigs with ass really and hope for the best come playoffs. Uh, but as far as what I, what I would say with the two-way contract, it is about getting a guy with a little bit of experience, um, into that open empty roster spot that we're wasting. And if they stick long-term great, if not, they're there for a breaking case of emergency type situation just because it makes sense to have that extra body. And if we're going to have an extra body, it should be a big in my opinion.
0: I agree. And I feel like that's the biggest,
1: actually, I mean,
0: I would say big is the biggest need.
1: I, I used you... to keep saying wing and I'm curious why you, why you think that I was, need wing. I
0: was going to say, I was about to say it's about the approach because as far as depth, maybe wing is our biggest need as far How, as quality. Why? Because what wings do we really have? Finney Smith, Reggie Bullock, Bullock. Um, Sterling Brown. No, 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 no. Sterling Brown's not a wing. No, no, no. First of all, his name's Shannon Little Brother. Second of all, he gives us nothing when he plays. All right, Frank
1: Lakina. You consider him a wing? I, I, he's a he's a he's a six nine wingspan dude with six five six nine. I hate that he gets treated like a point guard because that's not what he is. Just because he can bounce the ball a little bit and pass the people.
0: In my people. opinion, his play style is made for a point guard, not a wing.
1: It shouldn't be. It should be a wing. He should be a wing with some some playmaker skills. Uh, I mean, I guess. He def- he should be defending wings also. I mean, I agree. He should be
0: defending wings. That's how wings. I look at it. Who do you defend? The dude's like 6'5". With but,
1: a 6'9 wingspan. Yeah. Or actually almost a 7' foot wingspan.
0: But then at the same time, you know... I think after losing KP, big is definitely our yeah. biggest need.
1: Like, who are our bigs? <laughs>
0: Maxi and Dwight Powell. And Maxi's kind of a tweener, big wing. And I'm put, yeah, I'm pushing it on. No, he's not a wing. He he's either like we had him guarding Kawhi Leonard. That that's because of his size. He's not a wing. I, I understand you say How? you base because- it off of who they defend. but Maxi Kleber is not a wing. He's Maxi. not a wing.
1: Defensively, he's a wing in my opinion. I don't like him guarding bigs.
0: I mean, most likely that's who he's going to guard. I, I, I don't guys like. It. like yeah, that's that is true, but
1: who do you defend effectively? How about that? Like not who did they force you to defend because that's all we fucking got, but who do you defend effectively?
0: Uh, look, I am just saying. All right. No
1: world Maxie is a wing. So Maxie and Dwight Yes. And Marquis Chris, I guess. Yes. Whenever he's healthy. Okay. Okay. I still think we're better off at wing than we are at big. You can Just because with, like if you I go back understand. to the Miami game, we had to play Maxie and Dwight together because we were too small. That's true. But then what? That's true.
0: It's so sad that we about to go into the playoffs with these. Why guys? am I depressing myself right now? Oh, let's let's <laughs> let's 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 cut this short. Let's cut
1: oh this God. Short. We are oh all right. Yeah, I don't want to think about this roster tomorrow. Let's <laughs> just me off trying to figure out what our roster is. Oh man, oh, this man. Nico got his work cut out for him this offseason. Um I feel like Maxie and or Dwight may be gone. We'll see. I'm it's not gonna
0: speculate
1: yet. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to say that because I feel like both of them have played well recently. Both of them are beloved for one reason or another. Um, I, I do feel like Nico's positioned himself well to to fix this roster in the offseason so yeah. I'm excited about that. In the meantime, they hopefully they 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 put this shit together, make some gumbo out of whatever we got on this roster. Gumbo, okay. That's, uh, a, that's a new... We just left New Orleans. So, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. Right. Yeah, that,
0: that was a reach. It was a reach. Uh I think
1: we said enough. We definitely said more than enough. <laughs> All right, shall we take another break? Oh, no, 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 no. I got to talk about All-Star Friday. I'm going to keep it quick. I'm looking at the clock. It is 7.52. I will not go past 7.55. <laughs> okay, we'll see. So when the rules for the rising stars challenge were announced, I actually read them off. You had not heard them up to that point and you were disgusted by what I what I read. Yes. I personally at the time halfway defended it, but I was a little bit concerned with the setup. So for those of you not in the know, or for those of you that made have been confused, they broke it up. They usually do two teams it started out as rookies versus sophomores. I wish they would go back to that because the rookies always wanted to show up the sophomores and the sophomores never wanted to lose to the rookies. And it was always intense. Sophomores usually won, but it was whatever. Then they made it U S versus the world because we're an international game and blah, blah, blah. But then we were getting guys averaging half a point and two thirds of a rebound, having to fill out the world roster because we didn't have 10 world guys. It was stupid so now they've gone to a format where there are four teams of seven they added a g-league ignite player to each team <Cameraman throat> and they let the legends draft their teams uh, i think it was brent bear or rick Barry, uh, isaiah thomas james worthy and i don't remember who the other one was i don't give a
0: damn they pushing it with the legends when you got Wait, you said Rickberry, right? Rickberry. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, If it's Rickberry, motherfucker, you're pushing it. No, (laughs) no, Maybe a dunk contest, Judge, but not. Okay, anyway. That's it. But Rickberry was, I think his team ended up winning, actually. But the format was, it was the two teams would play against each other to 50. And then the winner would play to 25. And I felt like 50 was a low number. And then 25 felt like a very bit low number. <clears throat> like, how was the championship game 12 shots? Or 8, eight to 12 sh- 9 to 12 shots. Um, it felt goofy, but the execution was the problem last night. In the first game, I don't think either team knew what to do. The game, the score was like 28 to 26 in four minutes because nobody was playing defense. And the guys on the bench had not gotten it. One of the G League Ignite players or the G League Ignite players in that game got one touch each. And one of them never got to play again. After that game was over. Now, the second game, after having watched the first game, those guys realized we can't not play defense So they were playing defense. That game went longer. There were multiple substitutions. It was a better product. And then the final game, because of how long that other game, I was like, okay, going to 25 makes sense now because they've already gotten a good lather and, you know, this is going to be pretty tight. And the second game and the final was okay. But that first game, I felt sorry for the G League Ignite guy on the losing team because again, he got one touch.
0: So what was the whole point of it? If you're
1: not even going to show, you know what, Exactly, and then they had like a little uh legendary shots thing in the middle, like between the second game and the championship, where they had like three teams of two or four teams of two try to imitate several legendary shots from playoff history. and the G league ignite group they they got like one of the five shots in.
0: first of all, that must be some seventy fifth anniversary shit.
1: Let's not do it, that was, again. Let's, it was let's not do that again. like the idea was cool. But the execution was weak. If you want to do that, bring back the shooting stars challenge. Yeah, I like that a lot more than whatever the hell this was. That was fun. Halliburton and Bane won that, by the way. All right, that, that sounds about right. Bane missed every single shot until he got to the Dame shot, which was the last shot, and he won the championship contest for him. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it was it was mad goofy. So you didn't watch any of that, I'm guessing. Nah, I I went to the movies right after work. Okay. And then the, the celebrity game, I didn't watch any of it. I think I oh no, I caught like the last two minutes of it. Uh they had some high jump dude who was doing put back dunks and stuff like that. Miles Garrett did a windmill or two. Um, and people were saying we need to just get him give him the other two ways so he could be a big man with some ass in the paint.
0: Can we stop calling it the the celebrity all the the celebrity all star game? Because like <laughs> it, we push in the terms and borders of celebrities at this point, okay? Can we call it the entertainers all-star game or some shit? Because some of these motherfuckers are not celebrities. Like, for the past few years, guys have come on these teams, and I'm like, who the hell is this? Like, sure, we had Quavo. They're going to keep bringing Quavo back because he can actually play some basketball, I guess. Uh, Miles Garrett obviously plays for the Cleveland Browns. Makes sense. They had Anderson Vergeau. They always bring back some former players. They had MGK, who's from Cleveland, obviously. Uh, Those are celebrities. Who else played? Um, Somebody said there was a Peloton instructor playing. The
1: Peloton instructor won MVP. and then he gave this most inspirational MVP speech like a Peloton and almost hopped on the Peloton. Like, oh, shit, let me get the word. A
0: Peloton work. instructor and a celebrity man.
1: I'm, he making bank off of that Peloton instructor bullshit. I mean, a uh, job. We're going to start having
0: NFT dudes. What?
1: Just next me. year. Crypto. It's going to be bad crypto people up there. Like, he made a fortune off of crypto. He going to be out there breaking everything. Um... <laughs> What was I about to say? Damn! Oh, the machine. When you mentioned Machine Gun Kelly, I got to tell this joke I, I caught on Instagram the other day. Uh, dude was like,
0: "I think I saw it." but wait, The rap name thing? thing? Oh no,
1: no, no! I saw okay, the one he that
0: said like, MGK looked like the dude who spent all his VC on tattoos
1: but can't play. <laughs> he really did. But the the comedian was like, you know, you can never like when you hear a rap name, the more the more innocent the rap name, the more deadly the rapper. He was like, for take for example, the baby. He's a murderer. He will kill you. Like, stay away from the baby. Um, and then he's like, then you on the other end of the spectrum, you got machine gun Kelly. He is not dangerous at all to your life. <laughs> he says, so if you run into a rap and he tells you his name is Defeatus, get up out of there because he's about to abort you.
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? That all right, let's move on.
1: <laughs> I had to get it off. You were about to be when you said MGK. Um, But yeah, we're going to close this out and then we're going to get into our regular segments. I think we're under an hour again. We're doing all right with ourselves. Be right back.
0: So, I know you you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad. Our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, During the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you.
1: (laughs) And we are back.
0: (laughs) They're going to have no idea why we're laughing.
1: I hope they have no idea why we're laughing. Man, look, there's been times where I like early on, like if I didn't schedule it out far enough it would go through without the edits. And I was like, yo, this is some scary shit. So I make sure I schedule a little bit further out to make sure the edits go through. But with that said, folks, we are back. And it is the end of the show. We're going to get into our regular segments here. I don't know if I gave Reese enough time to pick his... Uh... Oh, I already know who it is. Never mind. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a little steady run of no-brainers. but Yeah,
0: but this one is definitely a no-brainer. I didn't have I didn't need time to think about it. Right. Notice during this whole day you didn't even ask You know who your unsung hero is Come on yeah.
1: Exactly Because <laughs> in my head I had already done the Okay I know who it is Um, It just hit me right now that I was about to ask Who it was and hadn't thought about it today So with that said you know No further ado and all that good stuff Who's our unsung hero this week Maxi
0: Cleaver Maxi Klebe is the unsung hero of the week. It was, it was a no-brainer. No one else came close, to be quite honest. Putting up a 19-point game with, uh what, five rebounds and six blocks? Or was it six rebounds and six blocks?
1: Six and five, I think.
0: Six and five. Should have been
1: seven blocks. Then, then putting up five.
0: a 20-point game. And that 19, five and six game, or six, whatever, Coming over a victory over the Miami Heat, who I believe had the number one record in the East at the time. A team that I didn't expect us to beat. That's big. That's huge. I'm not expecting that from Maxi Kleber all the time. I'm not even going to put that pressure on him because I know he's not that kind of player. But when it comes in important moments like this, it's when Maxi really shines. And for that, he wins Unsung Hero of the Week. Now I'm going to kick it back to Bibbs for the weekly forecast what's the weather looking like after the all-star break
1: (laughs) you know Reese, i i love that you you gave that unsung hero to maxi Kleba. he had a great week i'm just gonna say something real quick and then i'll move into our forecast maxi this week averaged 19 and a half points per game guess what christoph porzingis was averaging this year 19.2. <laughs> 19.2. All right, let's move forward. Uh, we've got two games after the all-star break. We got a long break, folks, of clear skies before we get into our first game. Uh, guys are gonna be resting. They might be in Cancun, they might climb in some. You know what? Uh
0: <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah. <laughs> no you sir are what you 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 are wild sir mr weatherman um i'm I'm not sure that was on the teleprompter um we don't allow that kind of language and references on, on live television
1: um Excuse me. I I was almost about to make that worse. I almost said tan before that next word, which would have just made it really pop. But anyway, we're going to we're going to get into the the, the forecast here after a long break. There might be some snowfall. That's a hint for my people that watch in the middle of next week. And then on Friday, the 25th of February, that is our next game. We're going to be going to Utah to see the Jazz. We could be our first round opponent. A lot of people talking about we're gonna take these boys out to the woodshed and smack them across the face in front of all five of their wives, but we'll see. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell is there trouble in paradise? Can we break up that happy home? Again, we will see. It'll be a great test for the Mavericks coming out of the break. And then the next game, we're going to Golden State. The team above both us and the Jazz at the number two spot. Steph Curry has been asked lately. Can he get it back on track after the All-Star break? Klay Thompson's been playing pretty well. Don't don't think Draymond will be back for that game. They've been up and down. They've had some some weird losses here and there, Uh, but they're always a dangerous team. We blew them out once. They blew us out once. What's going to happen next? It's going to be an interesting time after the break. I almost don't want to make a prediction since we're playing two teams above us in the playoff standings. Can we go 2-0? Oh? oh, I don't know. Reese, how, how are you feeling about this uh, this upcoming week?
0: 2-0, oh, baby. That's how I'm feeling. 2-0. Oh. Going with 2-0. Oh. Uh, I've grown a bit of confidence in this team, even though, you know, I, I know what we're capable of doing sometimes, and I know the kind of games we're capable of losing, but the way they've been playing, they've earned my confidence, so I'm
1: rocking with them. You know, if we come back healthy, like I expect we should, Not even fully healthy necessarily, but if we get Chris back, uh, if we get Bullock back, if we get Frank back, I don't even know where he's going to be at in the rotation, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. But if we get a couple of those guys back, I'm going to feel really good about these games. I expect both to be competitive at a bare minimum. Um, The Jazz game interests me because I believe that Rudy Gobert could be the type of guy that should be, I should say, the type of guy that gives... Uh, Luca a little bit of problems, uh, in my opinion, if the Jazz are playing like they should be playing. And that's that's been my thing with the whole Jazz situation. Based on the way that they're constructed, they should be the type of team that gives Luca problems. But based on the way they've been playing lately, I'm not sure they are. Uh, for whatever reason, they allow small ball teams to to kill them. And if they're going to let us do it, I'm not going to complain. I'm a Thanks. Dallas Mavericks fan. So if y'all are going to let your top three, top four, most dominant big man in the league be useless, then by all means continue to do so at your own expense. Um, as for the Warriors, like I said, they've been weird. I can't predict them game to game. Um and now that we're small as well, I I'm curious how that game is going to go. I think it'll come down to whose de- whose defense is more disciplined. Uh, when we slack, they can get hot and get us out of the game pretty quickly. When when um, <clears throat> when they slack, then maybe we could take advantage of that on our end as well. Um, but yeah, I like you said, I, I I can't look at us going up against an opponent and not and not feel confident anymore. Like I expect to win every night, so. It's an interesting way to feel, personally.
0: Yeah, it's not something I'm used to, to be quite honest. But I like the feeling. Oh, definitely.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, Is there anything else we should hit before we get
0: up out of here? Before we close this out, predictions for the night. Skills challenge, three-point contest, dunk contest.
1: (sighs) I don't even know who's in these bitches, to be honest. All right, so the skills
0: challenge uh, they're introducing right now, it's the, um, the rookies which is Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. They're doing teams? Yeah, they're doing teams. Josh I Giddey. didn't remember that. Rookies is Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. Then mm-hmm. they have Team Cleveland, which is Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Then they have the Antetokounmpo's. Giannis, Thanasis, and Alex. and Alex, who plays for the G League team. Yeah. Shout out to Nepotism. Facts. I'm going with the rookies easily.
1: Yeah. Um, as you said, the teams there was all there's one player on each team that I thought would throw everything off. Um But I think that Who do you think would do that on the rookies? Who was the third one you named? Scotty Barnes. Barnes. Barnes was my wild card on the past portion.
0: He's a good um, playmaker
1: though. But he's big and I think that thing is kind of low. I think it's actually going to be moving this year. Oh shit! Oh yeah, I did see somebody uh, who was doing it, DJ Khaled. I saw DJ Khaled doing the the gauntlet or whatever. Unfortunately, yeah. but yeah, the rookies I think have the the best the the unit that it hits all the the spot. Jared Allen, come on, son, and then um, the end to Like the Nass is great defender, but the rest of it is kind of questionable.
0: All right, so I'll do the dunk contest next, since we all know that the main the, the main event now is the three point contest, even if it doesn't go on last. <laughs> so the dunk contest: Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Juan Toscano-Anderson. I'm going you know with Cole Anthony.
1: I'm going with Obi. Okay,
0: yeah, that's that's I mean that's a popular pick. Yeah.
1: Cole Anthony, when he dunks, I still don't expect it so I'm sure he <laughs> like if he has some stuff in his bag like as far as like entertainment I think product he's the quality only
0: one out of the four who has less than double digit dunks this year
1: yeah and I mean he's getting up like he had yeah. a big dunk in the rookie saw and rookie soft I see I'm already fucking it up uh he had a big dunk in the rise stars challenge uh off I think it was off of either a, a oop or like off the glass or something
0: it was off the glass I saw it on Twitter
1: Yeah, so it was a big, it was a nice dunk. Like he threw it down hard. Like if he has some stuff like that in his bag, he's the son of an NBA guy. He's gonna pump the crowd up. Um, I worry about Jalen Green. I feel like he's flashy, but not necessarily as like engaging as he should be. If that makes sense. Um, and then who are the other two? Juan Toscano-Anderson. Juan, I feel like he. This is not his thing. Yeah, it's not at all. Uh, And then, like I said, Obi Toppin, I've seen him do dunk contest type stuff. So I just think he's a Jalen Green, right? Yeah. Jalen Green, I feel like he doesn't have it in him. Like, he should personality wise, but I feel like he doesn't have it.
0: You're talking about the the showmanship, not the athleticism.
1: Right. Like, the athleticism is there. I'm sure he can do some nice dunks, but I don't know if he's going to sell them enough. I think Obi Toppin's dunks are going to look nice. And Cole Anthony, I think he's my number two off of just the showmanship alone. Yeah, so the three point shootout. Desmond Bain, fuck Desmond
0: Bain. Luke, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, C.J. McCollum, Patty Mills, Cat, Fred VanVleet, and Trey Young. I'm rocking with Father Fred on this one.
1: <laughs> That's tough, though. I'm going with Levine. I think.
0: Okay, That's
1: he's fair. a big time performer. That's fair. Okay. Are we, can we get a backup? or nah,
0: no. uh me. for me my backup would be luke Kennard. racist i mean um <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh who did you say after levine i forgot cj mccullum cj mccullum's my
0: backup okay All right. no no trey
1: young love fuck trey young too <laughs> <laughs> no don't put that out there on the airwaves no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> motherfucker you edit the podcast you don't put it out there on the
1: airwaves <laughs> Y'all won't have to see that either. Oh um, man, I should drop the clip. Oh damn, yeah, you <laughs> <a> asshole. <laughs> no, but uh, I yeah, I'm sticking with my two, Zach, and CJ. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm rocking with Fred, Fred or Luke Kennard
1: I want if Fred winning. It would be dope.
0: Yeah, I would like Fred to win it.
1: All right, I think that's it. I think again we're close to an hour. Um, I might put this out tomorrow. Put One out more today.
0: team, LeBron or uh, team Katie. LeBron, team Lebron, say. yeah,
1: yeah. Got to rock with Luca. I don't care. Ain't even, his team, I was, i don't know how he got that team. I, I like, don't know
0: how he got that team either. LeBron <laughs> always drafts good teams when it comes to these All Star. I was games, about to so, say,
1: yeah. it's the complete opposite of his actual reality facts. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, the GM. All right. Uh, that's all I got. Same. Uh, we can close it out. All right, folks. It's been a joy. I don't know why I did that. Um, I know I've been fucking up with the GOAT series again. We got a long break. So I will get these last two episodes out. It's been a lot going on in my world right now. Um, and then I will drop the list as well so y'all can talk shit about me online. Um, I might do a tweet thread. We'll see. Until next time. Peace. Peace.